the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare. Welcome to We Know Medicare, keeping you in the know on all things Medicare and providing you a wide range of options and valued advice for improving the quality of your health care and your life. Get unbiased direction along with valuable tips and tools for achieving the best health care plan available for both you and your loved ones. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. It's We Know Medicare. And now, here's Dan Larry. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening to our renamed program to We Know Medicare. Wanted to take this opportunity uh, this morning to go over a few things uh, with respect to Medicare uh, and different segments of it. And one of them I want to go over, we got a, a really nice question from one of our listeners. And uh, Gene writes to us, uh, how does Medicare work with retiree coverage? And, you know, uh, there are a lot of groups, uh, employers who do offer employee coverage. And so uh, this is where the agents and the brokers with We Know Medicare um, really do dig into the depths of what your retirement coverage is, because retirement insurance is a form of healthcare coverage uh, an employer may provide to former employees. Now, retiree insurance is almost always secondary to Medicare, meaning uh, it pays after Medicare and may provide coverage for Medicare cost sharing, like deductibles, co-payments, and co-insurance. Uh, Because retiree insurance is secondary, you should enroll in Medicare to be fully covered. If you do not enroll in Medicare, you will likely be without primary coverage and will face a late enrollment penalty and gaps in coverage if you try to enroll at a later date. And if you do get a late enrollment penalty, that will stay with you the entire time you're on Medicare, so the rest of your life. Now, you may be able to keep your retiree insurance as primary after you become Medicare eligible if you have something like end-stage renal disease or possibly federal employee benefits. Now, deciding on whether to keep retiree coverage after you enroll in Medicare is a personal one that depends on your cost and anticipated health care needs. Retiree coverage premiums can be costly but it may be worthwhile to keep your plan if you anticipate high Medicare costs. A retiree coverage may also pay for care and other items and services that meet Medicare that Medicare does not cover, such as vision care, dental care, and or off formulary uh, or over-the-counter prescription drugs. And if the plan offers prescription drug coverage that you like, find out if the coverage is creditable. And if it is, you can delay your Medicare Part D enrollment without penalty. 
<clears throat> now, for more information on the services covered by your retiree insurance plan, I suggest you contact your benefits administrator or your employer's human resource department. Retiree insurance may coordinate with Medicare differently depending on the type of plan you have. Now, some of the few common types of plans and how you might expect them to work with Medicare, but always, always be sure to speak with your employer's HR department for more information or the uh, administrator of the benefits. So there's fee-for-service plans that pay for care from any doctor or hospital, and fee-for-service plans cover Medicare cost-sharing and generally act like a supplemental insurance policy. And managed care, uh, such as HMOs or PPOs, which basically means health maintenance organization or preferred provider uh, organization, and both of them, the PPO is a hybrid of the HMO, and they both do have networks. And those plans require that you see in network providers and facilities. Your costs are typically lowest when seeing providers who take both Medicare and your retiree insurance. And when seeing Medicare providers who do not take your retire retiree insurance, you'll pay regular Medicare cost sharing amounts and your retiree insurance may not pay at all. Employer-sponsored Medicare Advantage plans offer Medicare-eligible individuals both Medicare and retiree health benefits. Some employers require that you join a Medicare Advantage plan to continue getting retiree health benefits after becoming Medicare-eligible. You can always choose not to take your employer's coverage and sign up for original Medicare or a different Medicare Advantage plan or Medicare supplement. But keep in mind that you may not be able to get that retiree coverage back if you want it at a later date. And many times, once you are out, there is no coming back. An employee-sponsored supplemental insurance offers secondary coverage for Medicare-eligible individuals. And these plans often function similarly to Medicare supplements, meaning that they pay all or part of certain remaining costs after original Medicare pays first. Remember, you can always choose not to take your employer's coverage and sign up for Medicare Advantage plan or a different Medicare supplement or Medicare Medigap as they're known. But, and this is a big but, you may not be able to get that retiree coverage back if you want it at a later date. So if you have retiree coverage, it is so important to work with a broker, an advisor, an agent who has your best interests at heart. And none of these plans are one size fits all. And you may have different needs for yourself, for your loved ones, your, your significant other. And it always pays to have someone go through those things with you. And if it means that your employer plan is perfect for you, then that's where you should stay. And just know that if it doesn't work for you and you decide to go outside and not use that, then you will not be able to, in the majority of cases, get back into that retiree plan. So I hope, Gene, that I have answered that question um, for you because it is something that does require additional knowledge. 
and always reach out to your HR department and or your benefits administrator. And more importantly, you can reach out to us at weknowmedicare.org. That's weknowmedicare.org. Or simply call us at 877-346-2060. And we are here to help you. And if you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, or would like them answered on the show, send me an email at questions at weknowmedicare.org. And I will be happy to answer them on the phone or call us and we can have one of our team members help you um, understand how that works with Medicare. And so I wanted to segue into another great thing that we see a lot here in the Pacific Northwest, along with a lot of retiree coverage, um, are veterans. And there are so many questions about Medicare and veterans, what's credible, what's not credible. Um, So I want to go over this. And one of the questions is simply, uh, I have Medicare and veterans benefits. Who pays first? If you have or can get both Medicare and veterans benefits, you can get treatment under either program. When you get health care, you must choose which benefits you're going to use. You must make this choice each time you see a doctor or get health care, like in a hospital. Medicare cannot pay for the same service that was covered by veteran benefits. And your veterans benefits cannot pay for the same service that was covered by Medicare. You do not have to go to a Department of Veterans Affairs or VA hospital or to a doctor who works with the VA for Medicare to pay for this service. However, to get services paid by the VA, you must go to a VA facility or have the VA authorize and non-VA facility. So if you want to get seen outside of that, you have to get authorization. And another question that always arises, are there any situations when both Medicare and VA can pay? Well, the short answer is yes. If the VA authorizes services in a non-VA hospital but doesn't pay for all of the services, you you get during your hospital stay, then Medicare may pay for the Medicare-covered part of the services that the VA does not pay for. An example would be, let's say John, a veteran, goes to a non-VA hospital for a service that is authorized by the VA. While at the non-VA hospital, John gets other non-VA authorized services that the VA refuses to pay for. And some of these services are Medicare-covered services the Medicare may pay for some of the non-VA authorized services that John received. And John will have to pay for services that are not covered by Medicare or the Veterans Administration. And from that, you get other questions that, that come out of this same discussion about Medicare and veterans benefits. Can Medicare help pay the VA copayment? And the answer is sometimes. And the VA charges a copayment to some veterans. The copayment is your share of the cost of your treatment and is based on income. Medicare may be able to pay all or part of your copayment if you are billed for VA authorized care by a doctor or hospital that's not 
part of the VA. And also, we also have questions coming in from our veterans that I have a VA-based ID card. Who pays first? Well, the VA gives fee basis ID cards to certain veterans. And you may be given a fee basis card if you have a service-connected disability. You'll need medical services for an extended period of time. There are no VA hospitals in your area. And if you have a fee basis ID card, you may choose any doctor that is listed on your card to treat you for the condition. If the doctor accepts you as a patient and bills the VA for services, the doctor must accept the VA's payment as payment in full. The doctor may not bill either you or Medicare for any charges. If your doctor doesn't accept the fee basis ID card, you will need to file a claim with the VA yourself. The VA will pay the approved amount to either you or the doctor. So where can you get all of this information? You can get more information on veterans benefits by calling your local VA office or the national VA number, which is 800-827-1000. That's 800-827-1000. Or you can use a computer to look it up on the internet at va.gov. And if you don't have a computer, your local library senior center may be able to help you. And if you have additional questions on Medicare coverage, you can call 1-800-MEDICARE or really give us a call at We Know Medicare at 877-346-2060. We're going to take a break, get some coffee. We'll be right back. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We Know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. And now more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around with us. I hope you topped off your coffee like I did. You know, the studio, the coffee's getting stronger and stronger. I think they want us to get through our segments a lot faster, but we have a certain amount of time to give you on the show. So thanks for listening. And, and I wanted to talk to you about someone that most people don't know about, and uh, that's the Medicare beneficiary ombudsman and what that individual does. So the Medicare beneficiary ombudsman helps you with Medicare related complaints, grievances, and information requests. The Medicare beneficiary ombudsman makes sure information is available about 
what you need to know to make healthcare decisions that are right for you, your rights and protections under Medicare, how you can get issues resolved, and the Medicare Beneficiary Ombudsman also shares information with the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Congress, and other organizations about what works well and what doesn't work well to improve the quality of the services and care you get through Medicare. Now, to get help with your Medicare-related questions or concerns, you can call Medicare at 800-633-4227. And if you are looking for a request or a response from the Medicare Beneficiary Ombudsman, um, the Ombudsman representative or the Medicare representative can directly uh, send you to the Medicare beneficiary ombudsman as needed. So how do you get help in your area? So the Medicare uh, beneficiary ombudsman works with organizations like the state health insurance assistance programs, and those uh, provide fee free local health insurance counseling to people with Medicare and national Medicare beneficiary advocacy organization to make sure your issues are resolved. And, you know, uh, the ombudsman is really great person to go work with. So your Medicare questions, your benefits, coverage, premiums, deductibles, any grievances, the complaints, appeals if you d- disagree with coverage or payment decisions made by Medicare or your Medicare plan, uh, problems joining or leaving a Medicare Advantage plan uh, or any other Medicare health plan or Medicare prescription drug plan. Now, the best thing, if you, if you do need help, it's very simple. You should simply call Medicare, and that's 1-800-633-4227. You can also visit Medicare.gov and select Claims and Appeals to get information about how to get your Medicare questions uh, and complaints handled. Now, you can visit medicare.gov and select file a complaint under forms, help, and resources to submit feedback to your Medicare health plan or prescription drug plan. And simply, if you feel that something is not right, you just reach out to your ombudsman at Medicare at 800-633-4227. It's a really great service. Uh, Many times, Uh, Most folks don't even need that because if you're working with a really uh, good broker and you have have worked with them and you have a good relationship, they're your advocate. And now these Medicare uh, companies are allowing your agent to help you on your behalf to, to help answer questions about billing and things. The agent themselves don't have the answers, but what they are, they're your conduit that helps you get those answers from those insurance companies. So working with an agent that has your best interests as heart isn't just about your healthcare needs at that moment, but it's to serve you throughout the entire time that you have a relationship with them. And that's the first year, the second year, the third year, the 10th year, the 15th, 20th year that you're on Medicare. They can be your advocate the entire time because plans change every year and your needs change every year. So it's always pays. It's a great ounce of medicine and a great prescription, if you will, 
to have someone as your advocate when you're looking at Medicare, whether you have it now, you're coming into it, you're a veteran, you have a retiree plan, you are on Medicaid. The agents that are connected to us understand those situations. They know the local environments. They're not an 800 television show with retired quarterbacks and comedians trying to promote free everything. Those things aren't real, but what is real is what your situation is. And everybody needs quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use. And our agents want to help you with that. And the way to get that is to call them at 877-346-2060. Again, that's 877-346-2060. Or simply go to weknowmedicare.org and select um, contact me or send us an email. So I, I hope that answers or gives you some information of where to go because you're never alone out there. The ombudsman is a great place to go and your agent can help you as well. And with that, I want to segue into and spend some time on this next question because um, it's really important out there to understand folks' needs, uh, Medicare beneficiaries' needs, and anyone's needs when it comes to healthcare. And uh, one of the things that I, I find that is really saddening to me personally is this next letter. And this is a from uh, Tony in Boise who listens to us uh, through a podcast <clears throat> on Audible. And so, dear Dan, my medications have become quite expensive and I am having difficulty affording them. I sometimes have to make choices between paying for prescriptions and buying groceries. Are there programs to help me pay for my prescription drugs? <clears throat> well, yes, yes, the, the, man. The cost of prescription drugs can be very high, and I'm sorry to hear that it's causing <laughs> so much stress. And there are so, some programs out there to help with the costs, and I'm happy to tell you about this because no one should ever have to make the choice between their prescription and nutrition. Extra help. Extra help is a federal program that helps pay for some to most of the out-of-pocket costs of Medicare prescriptions. Uh, and if you are enrolled in Medicaid, supplemental security income, or a Medicare savings program, you will automatically qualify for extra help, regardless of whether you meet extra help's eligibility requirements or not. If you are not enrolled in these programs, the eligibility requirements and benefits um, can be different and will be different. And so what happens is if you qualify for these in income limits for extra help, then some of the benefits that you would get is zero premium and deductibles on whatever plan that you would go on if you are considered low-income subsidy through Social Security. Your prescription drugs will go between zero and about $9 per prescription. And there's no copay after any 
out-of-pocket maximums. So there is a lot of a lot of things that can help. And there are not only full help available, there's partial help, which could be you know, help you with paying for your premiums. It could drop down your co-payments. Now, no one can approve you for this plan, the low-income subsidy known as extra help, except for Social Security. It's not Medicare that approves you for this. It's all about Social Security. Now, you can apply for extra help through the Social Security Administration website, which is pretty simple. It's ssa.gov. You can call them, too, at 800-839-2675 to learn more. And you can always reach out to us at We Know Medicare at 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. But really where the rubber meets the road is when you reach out to Social Security. And you can do it online, on the phone, or in the Social Security office. Our agents are willing to help you navigate and show you what to do. They cannot do it for you. You have to apply. You have to be the one talking, but we can be your advocate and help you navigate through those things. So Social Security has a great plan for those folks who are having trouble paying for their prescriptions. And this low-income subsidy uh, limits sit above the Medicaid limits. So there's a lot of people out there that I, I know personally and have talked to have said, you know, I, I don't qualify for Medicaid, whether I'm in Oregon, Washington, Idaho, California, wherever you're listening. You, let's say you don't qualify for Medicaid, but there is a good chance that your income may be low enough, which is unfortunate, but if, if you fit into these parameters that low-income subsidy has that sits above the Medicaid levels, then you will be able to qualify for this. And the only place that can qualify you is Social Security. And again, that number for Social Security is 800-836-2675. But I encourage you just to go online to SSA. Gov or type in Social Security in the uh, search bar of your internet provider, or you know, just type in extra help from Social Security, and it'll get you right to those links. It's really important because there are a lot of folks out there that sit in this this group of individuals who need help but don't think they can get it because they make a little bit over the Medicaid thresholds. And we're here to tell you that there is hope. There is help and social security and Medicare want to help you. And we, as we know, Medicare especially want to help you to make sure that you can navigate through Medicare, Medicaid, the VA, all of those things, you know, we're going to go take a break. I'm going to actually grab some more coffee and stick around. We'll be right back.
What's in a name? No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. And now, more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. You know, we were just talking about uh, low income subsidy, extra help from Social Security. It's, uh, it's such a necessary program. And, and it gives me this opportunity to, now to talk about how Medicaid works with Medicare. And it's really important to understand this process because uh, if you are on Medicaid and you've been on it for, let's say, two years or longer, or let's say you're disabled two years or longer, or you're turning 65, you know, Medicare is going to get involved with your, your needs. And so how does Medicare work with Medicare, Medicaid and Medicare? How do they work together? So I'm going to give you a short answer. All states offer a variety of Medicaid programs with eligibility and coverage specifics varying uh, by state. So if you qualify for a Medicaid program, it may help pay for costs and services that Medicare does not cover. And I'll give you a few of those examples. Medicaid can provide secondary insurance for services covered by Medicare and Medicaid, such as doctor's visits, hospital care, home care, and skilled nursing facility care. Medicare is the primary payer. Medicaid is the payer of the last resort, meaning it always pays last. When you visit a provider or facility that takes both forms of insurance, Medicare will pay first and Medicaid may cover your Medicare cost sharing, including coinsurances and copays. Medicaid can provide premium assistance. So in many cases, if you have Medicare and Medicaid, you will automatically be enrolled in a Medicare savings program. Now, those programs pay your Medicare Part B premium and may offer additional assistance. And currently, that Part B premium for 2023 is $164.90 per month. So that would be going back into your pocket. And Medicaid can provide cost-sharing assistance. So depending on your income, you may qualify for what's called the Qualified Medicare Beneficiary. And if you are enrolled in that, you do not pay Medicare cost sharing at all, which includes deductibles, coinsurances, and copays. And Medicaid can provide prescription drug assistance as well. 
So duly eligible individuals are automatically enrolled in the extra help program to help with their prescription drug costs. And Medicaid can offer what's called care coordination. Some states require certain Medicaid beneficiaries to enroll in Medicaid private health plans, also known as Medicaid managed care plans. And these plans may offer optional uh, enrollment into a Medicare Advantage plan designed to better coordinate Medicare and Medicaid benefits. Now, you cannot be required to enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan. You cannot be forced into that. That's something that you do on your own. So, you know, that's how Medicare and Medicaid work together on the surface. Medicaid, uh, Medicare is the primary payer. Medicaid is the last payer. There is some cost sharing. There is some, if you're a qualified Medicare beneficiary, there's no premiums no deductibles, and simply uh, you can call um, 1-800-MEDICARE or contact your local Medicaid office. And in Washington, the Apple Care is 866-574-2323. Excuse me, uh, that's... um, Apple Health is 800-562-3022. That's 800-562-3022. And the Oregon Health Plan is 800-699-9075. So take out a pen or and some paper and just know Apple Health, that's the Medicaid coverage, 800-562-3022. And Oregon Health Plan for Medicaid coverage is 800-699-9075, 699-9075. And so those are great places to reach out to for local assistance. But how do you apply for it? So let's talk about how the Medicaid application process first. So our first step would be to contact your local Medicaid office for state-specific rules. Again, you have Apple Health in Washington, Oregon Health Plan in Oregon. Your Medicaid office may be called the Department of Health, the Department of Social Services, the Department of Insurance, or by some other name, like Oregon Health Plan or Apple Health. You contact your local Medicaid office to ask how you need to submit your application. Some states require that you apply in person, while others may allow you to apply by mail, online, or by phone, or at locations in the community, such as certain health centers and community organizations. You want to find out which documents and forms of identification you may need in order to apply, and your Medicaid office may ask you to show the following, your proof of date of birth, your birth certificate, the proof of U.S. citizenship or lawful uh, residence. So that could be a passport, driver's license, birth certificate, green card, employment authorization card. Uh, proof of all types of income earned and unearned. So that would be like paycheck stubs, uh, retirement benefits, supplemental security income. Uh, proof of resources. That uh, would be bank or stock statements, life insurance policies, uh, property. 
proof of residence, uh, which would be rent receipts, landlord statement, or deed, uh, your Medicare card and any other insurance cards, you can also provide a copy of these. And Medicaid coverage is available regardless of citizenship status. If you are pregnant or required treatment for an emergency medical condition, a doctor must certify that you were pregnant or had an emergency and you must meet all other eligibility requirements. So if you're having some issues in, in getting this done, and if you're having any problems applying at the Medicaid office, simply ask to speak to a supervisor. If you don't feel you and the individual are connecting, ask to speak to the supervisor. If you do not receive a timely decision on your Medicaid application or are turned down for Medicaid, you can appeal by asking for a state fair hearing, not a city or local one. Check with the Medicaid office to learn more about the requesting these fair hearings. And once you have Medicaid, you must recertify so that you remain eligible for Medicaid and to continue to get your Medicaid coverage. And when you submit your Medicaid application, be sure to ask when and how you will need to recertify. In many states, recertification is an annual process. So, you know, really great information uh, on those things that Medicaid is very helpful for so many folks. And in Washington, again, it's Apple Health, Oregon Health Plan in Oregon. And and then, you know, it's really cool because, you know, folks can qualify for these dual eligible plans. And dual eligible means that you're both Medicaid and Medicare eligible. So you may also hear the type called uh, DSNP eligibility or Medicare SNP eligibility since dual special needs plans are a type of Medicare Advantage plan. But what does this really mean uh, and what does it really take to qualify for a dual eligible health plan? So if you can answer yes to all of these questions I'm about to ask you, there are chances are you'll qualify for a dual eligible health plan. These are also known as dual special needs plans. So, the one question is, do you qualify for Medicaid or get financial help? The Medicaid health care program for your state is managed by your state government. The rules to qualify for Medicaid depend on your state. And if you get supplement financial help, such as supplemental Social Security, which is known as SSI, and if you have low income, you may qualify for Medicaid. Now, to find out if you, you can get Medicaid in your state, check with the state Medicaid agency. You'll find a link to the websites um, by simply just typing in Washington Medicaid or Oregon Medicaid or Apple Health or Oregon Health Plan. That will get you to those sites. Another thing is, is that do you have to have Medicare Parts A and B? Medicare is a national health insurance run by the federal government. It's for people age 65 and older. And also some people under age 65 with certain disabilities. To be eligible for Medicare, you also have to be a U.S. citizen or a legal resident who has lived in the U.S. for at least five years. Medicare Part A is hospital insurance. Medicare Part A covers services that you may get as an inpatient during a stay in a hospital or a skilled nursing facility. 
Medicare Part B is a medical insurance. Medicare Part B covers doctor services and preventative care. Together, Medicare Parts A and B are also known as original Medicare. And you also need to live in the dual plan service coverage area. So what dual eligible plans you can qualify for depends on where you live. So your home address needs to be in the dual plans coverage area to be eligible for that specific dual eligible health plan. To find a dual eligible health plan, you can do two things. You can go on to medicare.gov to look at plans, or you can simply go on to weknowmedicare.org and request a consultation, and the agents will be happy to help you. Uh, see if you are eligible for one of those plans. And you need to meet this dual plan's health requirements. Some dual eligible uh, health plans have extra requirements based on certain health conditions. And if you have a serious long-term health condition, um, you really do want to speak with um, someone at Medicare, at medicare.gov, or you can reach out to us again at We Know Medicare at 877-346-2060. So in a nutshell, can you qualify for dual eligible health plan? Well, you may be eligible to qualify for a dual eligible health plan if you qualify for Medicaid in your state, you qualify for Medicare Parts A and B, you live in the dual eligible plans coverage area, and you meet the dual eligible plans health requirements if there is any. You know, these folks, when you get into the Medicaid and Medicare, it's really important to have social equity and healthcare equity. I'm going to get off my soapbox, not drink any more coffee this morning, get some water. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. What's in a name? No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, We Know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We Know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We Know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. And now, more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. I appreciate that. We wanted to uh, switch it up here a little bit. And we've got a really great question that came in. And, you know, there's a lot of things people can do on their own without uh, seeking lots of outside advice. And one of our listeners... um, Yao, he asked, can you give uh, an overview of living wills, healthcare proxies, advanced directives, and powers of attorney? 
you know, I don't want to go out on a slippery slope here, but first I want to say I am not an attorney and suggest always to consult with an attorney for legal advice. That is my disclaimer. I am not an attorney. Therefore, my answer is based on technical definitions of these particular affidavits. So advanced directives and living wills are legal documents that give instruction to your family members, healthcare providers, and others about the kind of care you would want to receive if you can no longer communicate your wishes because you are incapacitated by a temporary or permanent injury or illness. Other kinds of documents like healthcare proxies and powers of attorney appoint a trusted individual to make certain kinds of decisions on your behalf in certain situations. Many people assume that their family members would automatically be able to make decisions about medical treatments if there are if there were to become incapacitated. However, rules vary greatly from state to state. In some cases, cases decisions are left up to the healthcare providers and institutions in charge of your care, unless you have appointed someone as your legal representative. If the decision fails <clears throat> to plan ahead of time to avoid disagreements around treatment issues, if you're incapacitated, advanced directives, living wills, healthcare proxies, and powers of attorney can help ensure that decisions made on your behalf meet your needs and preferences. So, uh, by definition, a living will is a written record of the type of medical care you would want in specific circumstances. A healthcare proxy is a document that names someone you trust as your proxy or agent to express your wishes and make healthcare decisions for you if you are unable to speak for yourself. There is the advanced directive. That's uh, it often refers to a combination of the living will and a healthcare proxy document together. And there is the power of attorney and <clears throat> there are different types of power of attorney. And so for a healthcare power of attorney, a document typically prepared by a lawyer uh, that names someone you trust as your agent to make property, financial, or other legal decisions on your behalf. You may choose to appoint that same person to be in charge of your medical and financial decisions by naming them to your healthcare proxy and granting them power of attorney. However, doing so usually requires two separate documents. If you have an advanced directive, your doctor should make note of it in your medical record um, and be sure to give those documents to the hospital each time uh, you enter or you're admitted. And I hope this helps. And, and there are a lot of resources for individuals out there uh, to get these things done. And, you know, you, you don't need a lawyer to create an advanced directive living will or healthcare proxy. However, you still may want legal assistance if you have uh, unusual needs or have, or if there are disagreements among family members. Uh, you should always consult a lawyer to obtain a power of attorney document that appoints a trusted individual to make those decisions about your finances. 
Now, there's elder law attorneys, and those attorneys focus on legal needs of older people. And elder law is a broad field that encompasses estate planning, Medicare law, Medicaid law, insurance issues, nursing home issues, and planning for future health needs. You may want to get help from an elder law attorney if you're creating documents for your future care needs. And you should make sure the lawyer you choose has experience and is willing to focus on the issues that are most important to you. Some lawyers will be certified, which means they have achieved a certain level of knowledge and training in elder law. That said, uh, certification is not necessarily a sign of quality. You may also want to ask your family and friends for elder law attorney recommendations. And you can reach out to the following organizations because they may be able to help as well. So there's the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys. They assist uh, lawyers, bar associations, and others who work with older clients and their families. And their website uh, offers referrals, tips, and resources for finding an elder law attorney. That's the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys. There's also the National Elder Law Foundation. Uh, this is who certifies elder law attorneys and can help you locate certified attorneys uh, in your area. There's the American Bar Association, which uh, their website has a lawyer locator tool that allows you to search by uh, their specialties. Uh, there's state bar associations that can help. And then there's the Area Agency on Aging, and they may be able to provide legal assistance um, to you as well. And if you have limited resources, you may be able to get free or low-cost legal help. There's legal aid societies that offer free or low-cost help to qualifying older adults, and you can find them in, in, online by searching under legal aid. Um, and these are usually federally funded programs uh, listed on the website and the legal services corporations. Um, the state bar association also may offer reduced or free pro bono legal services. And the administration on aging lists hotlines you can call to get legal uh, help regardless of your finances. So there is a myriad of things that you can do. And yeah, I, I hope I answered that question. And I know it went about the long way, uh, but there's so many moving pieces. And again, I'm not an attorney, which is why my statement is reach out to one. You know, there's those things online that you can see. They have, you know, the, the forms. You can fill out simple forms. But it always pays to speak to someone that can be your advocate or can help shape your needs instead of a boilerplate template that you know comes off of the internet you want something that's designed simply for you so i just want to put that out there there is a lot of assistance and in your state just go online get into your search bar and just type that in i need local bar help not bars and drinking bar but the bar association the attorneys you can go into the elder law association just Go online, put it in the search bar, and you will find a plethora of information there. All right, with that, I want to go over a couple of things that came in recently, and I think they're really good pieces. <clears throat> and one was from one of our listeners, 
um, Felicia, and Felicia's down in Mason County. <clears throat> and she says, you know, um, what are her nursing home rights? And you don't really, we don't get this question very often, <clears throat> but it's really important. When you enter a nursing home, you have specific rights that protect your dignity, self-determination while you are a resident. These rights should be posted in a prominent place in the facility. It's the Nursing Home Reform Act of 1987 specifically says that you have the right to participate in the plan of care process. That's your plan of care process. You can make independent personal decisions and be informed about available choices. You can appoint a representative as your advocate who will be informed of your condition and care. You can appeal any decision on discharge or transfer notices. <clears throat> you can share a room with a spouse or partner or relative if they are also a resident of the facility. You can communicate privately with anyone you choose. You can send and receive personal mail unopened. You can participate in the facility's residence council. Meet and participate with religious, social, and community groups. You can assemble and work with other residents or other individuals within or outside of the facility to ask for improvements for patient care. You want to be encouraged and assisted in exercising your rights as a citizen without fear or interference of discrimination for your actions while you're there in that nursing home. And you want to be free from physical and chemical restraints, drugs, for purposes of discipline or convenience and not required to treat your medical system symptoms. That is horrible. Nursing homes are required to assess your needs and create a written plan of care for you within 21 days of your admission. The goal of this plan should be able to help you stay as independent as possible. You should, to the extent possible, be an active participant in the creation of this plan. Read over the plan and make sure you agree with it. You may also want to discuss the plan with your doctor and or family members or caregiver to make sure it meets your medical needs. If you have concerns about your facility, contact your state's long-term care um, ombudsman. An ombudsman is the advocate that can serve as a liaison between you and the facility. Ombuds programs can help locate facilities in your area as well. They can troubleshoot problems and answer other questions relating to your coverage. Felicia, I, I hope this helped and answered your question. No one should go into a nursing home and lose their dignity. Be restrained to the bed if it's not necessary, if it's being done for <clears throat> you've been bad, now we got to tie you to your bed or we have to drug you. If you or a family member experiences that, you ring the bell, you call that ombudsman, you get into Medicare, and you call the, the state and just complain if things aren't going right. Be your own advocate when no, no one else will. With that, I just want to say that, you know, it's really great to have this platform to be able to tell you about things in Medicare, Medicaid, the veterans, all those things. We're here to help you. Call us at 877-346-2060 or go online to weknowmedicare.org. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We appreciate you. Be good people. We hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast of We Know Medicare. We Know Medicare is a dedicated resource and advocate for Medicare eligibles and independent of both individual insurance companies and Medicare itself, allowing them to provide unbiased assistance to Medicare recipients in need of a quarterly health care plan. Visit WeKnowMedicare.org to learn more. That's WeKnowMedicare.org. And tune in next week for more We Know Medicare. This pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 